Earlier, you make some adjustments, but. Jackie Bradley Jr. pops it up. Long run for Cabrera. And he made the play. Oh, he made the play. High fly ball. Deep left. There it goes. Soaring into history. He's done it. He has done it. 62. Judge is the American League single-season home run leader, the AL King. Case closed. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the newest edition of the Bronx Machachos podcast. I'm your host, Mark, and tonight we got Danny with us. Danny, what's up, brother? You're what's good, bro. How you doing, man? Oh, just you know, another day, another dollar, man. Let's try to try to make a dollar and 15 cents. You know how it goes, man. <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> Yo, all right, Phil, everyone, you know, guys know the deal. You gotta subscribe, rate, review, like on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Odyssey, Amazon, all the platforms. Hit us up, hit everything up, go to our link tree, link link dot backslash real bronx machachos. Get your gear. We got new stuff. We got we got tumblers, we got whiskey cups, we got leggings, we got stuff for the ladies, we got stuff for the men, we got stuff all over the place. You want shoes? We got shoes also. Hit us up. Our merch store is now on Printify, 20% off all merch until June 30th. <clears throat> and don't forget some of the other, other places we like to sponsor who sponsor us as well. We got SeatGeek going right now. SeatGeek is always the best way to buy your tickets and find them on sporting events, concerts, the works. You guys know the deal. Go to SeatGeek. Promo code is Bronx Machachos, all capital letters, and get you, get a discount on your first order. So, Danny Boy, say it now. As Michael K. likes to say it, see ya. Hicks is to the sticks. He's off the team. DFA'd. Yeah, I, I can't. I, you know, as much as I want to try, I, you know, kick the man when he's down and kick him out. You know, don't don't let the door kick you in the rear end on the way out. Like he had a couple. He's had some bright shining spots for us. It's a lot of a lot of it had to do with a lot of injuries for him. You know, torn torn UCL. He had the sheath injury for his wrist in 2021. So I mean, he, you know, he was not a stable and and a very healthy kind of player, but. Needless to say, when you get the contract, a lot of you you get that seven years, seventy million, and it kind of weighed down. And then you're a ten million dollar player sitting on the bench, and you're not getting played. These things happen, and I don't think the fan base minds that he's gone. I think they were hoping that he would have been gone over this off season, and it didn't happen. So they yank, you know, someone I guess Hal Steinberg finally allowed Cashman to pull the trigger and let him and let him go. Like from what I understand, it was Cashman was kind of been pushing Hal to. But it's time to it's time to, to cut bait with him. And I think Hal didn't want to want to give up on the money and then finally he agreed to give up the give the money up. And he's and Hicks is going, you know, he's DFA'd. He's got what a couple more days before they can they're trying to trade, they can try to trade him or just let him go through waivers and someone else can pick him up for a bare minimum. And Yankees Yankees are still gonna be eating that money somewhere. So mm-hmm. yeah. What are your thoughts on it all? So a couple like he had a lot of really good moments. Obviously, had 
the best year best year of his career with the Yankees um, when he was like literally second best center fielder in all of baseball behind uh, Mike Trout for at least one season. Um, but after that, it, it was just moments here and there. And unfortunately, they were too far in between to really get any type of momentum or have like a legitimate reason to keep him around. You saw his demeanor throughout the majority of this season. I mean, when you're a dead man walking, can you really be happy? Like Aaron Hicks knew what was going on, and you could just tell that in his body language. But a couple moments that stand out, that Minnesota game, the homer against uh, Taylor Rogers, uh, to put it, or Tyler, whatever twin that was, the left-handed type, uh, to tie that game, and then the, the great catch to end the game in Minnesota, his old stomping grounds, uh, the homer against Justin Verlander in the playoffs, the 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 three run homer last season. So there are a lot of really cool moments that Eric Hicks was a part of, um, but once again, it, it just wasn't enough. And uh, hopefully, somebody catches him on, um, or he can go play in live golf or live golf, how you pronounce it, join the PGA <laughs> Tour. Like well, those, well, those are two those are those are two different spots. The PGA and live don't don't get along. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Whichever one he catches on to, like golf-wise, maybe that's his thing. And, you know, he becomes a, a pro in, in in that sport, which is feasible because, um, you know, he's he's a great golfer. So um, you just hope that Hicks um, finds a home. And if not, you know, he's not in New York no more. We're not worried about it. Now you're you're right about that, and and to add on, I mean, he also had that game against Boston where he threw the hardest baseball I think that's been read that was oh, ever Oakland, read. Oakland or those yeah. against Boston. It was like one hundred six. Yeah, one hundred six. One hundred. French goes Oakland because he had that was a good game for him too because he had a home run in that game as well. I thought it was I thought it was Boston. Everyone was telling every, every, I, I, I could be right. You know, you could be right. I could be wrong, but. But he did have that one game where he had yeah, the hardest knows. thrown baseball, which was at, from the outfield. I think it was just a bullet to, to home plate. But mm-hmm. yeah, well, you know, he had like, yeah, he had he had his little moments. It was just they they weren't strung along, and then like I said, the injuries really sapped him of a lot of a, a lot of his God given talent. You know, the arm, yeah. a cannabis arm, the ACL, the UCL, excuse me, having Tommy John surgery sapped him of that. Mm-hmm. Then coming back and all of a sudden he tears his, the sheath in his wrist and everyone, you know, if you know baseball, you know, the, the mint that's, that's done. It's not a one year thing. It's a two, two, two to two and a half year process of getting your strength back and then getting power back into your, into your swing. So, you know, unfortunately the writing, writing was on the wall for him for that. Um, but that does lead into the next thing of since he's gone, there are, there is additional dead weight on this team that still can be moved. And, Big the big name now the the bright shining lights now turn to none other than Josh Donaldson and his twenty plus million dollar twenty eight in total million dollar contract with the buy with the with the with the buyout that they have at the end of the season. So, you know, I thought at one point that he was kind of be he was kind of along the lines of being on the J- Jacoby Ellsbury uh, timeline of returning because it seemed well, like it was just like, himself. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. He did say so himself, but they but they did just say that he's he's in triple he's going to be in triple A commence starting his his rehab. So that kind of uh, is, is is off. The, it seems like that's off the table. 
Do you think that he's going to get a sh- he's going to he's going to come back and have they're going to give him a showcase to be traded as well, or is it going to be, hey, you got basically a month to show what's what you got, and then you're you're gone as well. I think he has a little bit more longer leash because of the effectiveness ineffectiveness of DJ LeMahieu at this point. DJ has been struggling, um, so maybe he gets a shot at third base and maybe he captures that job. And DJ become, becomes that, you know, that guy that's going to be around the, the 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 bases with, you know, at third, first, second. Um, and maybe see DJ a little bit less and a little bit more Donaldson if the bat translates. But um, I think that's what the Yankees are hoping for because, like, I, the, money, <laughs> the money is an issue. It's twice as much as Hicks, um, albeit for one less uh, – for only for this year. So uh, – if he has a big second half and can contribute, then he'll be, you know, a welcome addition. But the, what are the chances of that happening? I, 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 it's anybody's guess at this point. Like, I don't think anybody's going to bet that J- Josh Donaldson is going to come and be an impact dude. Uh, we didn't think that about Harrison Bader. He came out hot, off, came out hot off the press. But Bader's younger; it's his contract year. You know couple different dynamics. Uh, so I watch Austin Thompson perform well. Will it happen? I'm 60-40, no, right now. That it will not happen, that he'll get DFA at some point in time. Do you think that he might be a trade candidate? I mean, I don't think he's going to be a trade candidate in the sense that there, Pete, that there's going to be a team that's going to that's willing that wants to take him, but I think he could be a he could be moved if the Yankees instead of instead of pulling like the move that they just did with with Hicks, where you're going to dump where you're dumping where you're dumping thirty million like basically thirty million dollars, <throat> but with Donaldson there's less there's less money there. If, in, if there's more money in the short term, can you right. can you move, can you think we can move that money or eat eat a bunch of that money instead? And move him off to say like a Colorado, move him to like you know the Angels, or move him to Oakland, or something you know something like that. Move him to Arizona. I don't think Arizona, but you know what I'm saying. Like move him, move him somewhere where he, where or where he's he's not really getting, where he's just going to collect the money and kind of ride off into the sunset. Uh, I don't see anything like that happening unless he hits, and uh, I don't think anybody's going to take a chance on him. So. Uh, he's definitely one of those DFA candidates. But I think the Yankees are going to give him every chance to, to win that third base job and play every day, unfortunately. Um, Peraza's waiting in the wings. He's mm-hmm. killing it in AAA this year. Well, thus far, already like five homers. But um, I think it's because Peraza's comfortable at AAA. Like, he comes up to the big leagues, it's, it's, it's a different game. He's not yeah. playing every day. So. And that, and that, and that's the that's the big issue. He plays every day down in AAA. They bring it, they bring him up here. They sit him for three, four games, and then put him in, and then sit him, start sitting him again. It's like it's as if they don't want to play Peraza, and that's that's what I don't understand. I don't get the fact that you know you want you, you want to keep the kid, you want to keep the kid. You wouldn't put him into a deal to get Pablo Lopez last year, but then you then you 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 take him pretty much off the table for every trade. Then you don't use him, and then you don't play him, and then you look, kind of let him sit and die on the vine. It, it doesn't to me that doesn't that doesn't make sense. You, you know, 
Like you have him of you have him available, and with even with Volpe struggling, you can you can then you could have brought him up and inter- interchange the two of them, and then let when one's struggling, you could put the other one in and see if that see how that kickstart. I, I get I get what you're saying, but or even even turn around and kind of start shifting their positions around, like let kind of just give them a different look somewhere else. Like let them let, yeah. let this thing happen where they can where they're they're both there and they're going to push each other together instead of okay we had Volpe playing that's cool he's offensively you know he's beginning to tick back up again but when he wasn't it was it was looking bad and they insisted sat Peraza as well so it was like a, it was like a double edge where you got one guy not performing and not then not giving the other guy a chance to perform at all it's that's to me. That's the weirdest. That's the weird situation of what they're doing with him. Yeah, I, I think they should just let give Peraza the reins and let him let him eat. Even with Glaber on this team, I, I think their base is wide open. Um, and if Peraza could, you know, lock down third base, the team might be better off for it. So, uh, I w- I would like to see that happen in the future. But as of right now, it's going to be Donaldson's spot to lose. No, I get you. I get you. Um, with that said, I mean, with with Donaldson, I mean, then the other, the only other candidate, kind of on the DFA side, I I still truly think is is IKF. Like those are those have always been the three three kind of guys we've always circled. I mean, yeah. he's making he's kind of making he's he's causing injuries. He's caused some injuries out in the field, out in playing in the outfield, and it doesn't yeah. seem like he's kind of understanding what he's doing, and he does he doesn't seem like he's kind of picking up on the little things to, to do. Um, as, as someone on Facebook said, a lot, just turn around chat for us. Things will be a lot easier next year with, with prospect flexibility when Donaldson, IKF and Calhoun are all gone. True. I mean, but you got to get the right, you gotta, we have to get the right guys up there. I mean, IKF gone, he's not really playing the infield. Donaldson's there. I mean, is Peraza going to be the third baseman? Who else is going, you know, Outfield, we've said it. We've said it time and time again. It's Dominguez's spot to lose next for next next season, I think. And I still think that mm-hmm. you know he's going to be bumped up, which kind of goes goes down this next line of, you know, we're talking DFA's. That means down the minors, we're coming to the time where you see a lot of graduations. You know, we just talked about you know on our in our personal chats, our private chats, we have Will Warren. Um, he got he just got bumped up to AAA. Which is good for him because now, you know, gets him out of the. Now you're going to really see what he what he's going to if if those numbers in Double A are going to trans transpose because Double A had the sticky ball. So now we're going to see if, if all the if all the RPMs and all the spin rates and all everything like that if they how much they come down. But there's other guys that are kind of doing pretty well or or they're or they're having bad luck and they're they're not bad they're not playing bad at all. So who are some of the guys that you think, Danny? Are going to be bumping, getting getting a call, not to call up to the bigs, but kind of just a graduation to the next level, or even getting demoted from one level down. Well, I'm gonna start with demotions, um, and that's gonna be from the big league club. And uh, I was, I, I've been being this drum for for weeks now, uh, but Oswaldo Cabrera will be kind of my choice when the Stanton comes back to to kind of ride the pine down in Triple A, kind of. You know, get get back into the groove of things and uh, come back bigger. Well, come back better for it. I think um, 
you know, when you're consistently not hitting, um, the defense has been there. The defense 100% has been great. But IKF could provide the same type of defense. And right now, IKF is hitting better than than Cabrera. Um, but in terms of the in terms of the minor leagues, Spencer Jones is due for uh, promotion. Um, he's tearing it up in high A. Uh, Jay Dom has been really good down in Double A. Austin Wells is another guy that's been tearing it up in a short time. Although I don't think Austin Wells is going to get the call to Triple A um, anytime soon, just because of the injury. Uh, that set him back for a couple years. He's been doing his thing down there. So those are three dudes that are impact players right now in our minor league system that should be getting the calls to the next level of the minor leagues. Uh, Jay Dom in, in, in AAA will be very interesting. Uh, I'm curious to see how he will make that adjustment because he'd be one of the youngest players in in the in the inter, not in the international league, so um, he's a stud. Though uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, Everson Pereira, he's had he's heating up a little bit too, um, but I'm not sure if he's gonna get that call this year. Um, I think Pereira's probably like two years away. You got to cut the case down a little bit more. Uh, same thing with Spencer Jones. The case are still kind of up for high A. So, uh, but I want to see him in Somerset before the, the year's out. I I agree with you. I think I think Jones will be moved up by the All-Star break. I think, you know, kind of like that, excuse me, that time frame where that's when they were moving Dominguez. They kept the, the past two years, that's when they were kind of giving Dominguez the bump was you go to the, you go to the Futures game, you get the you you then come from the Futures game and then you're promoted to the next level. So I think I think they're going to give Spencer Jones that that kind of that kind of bump. Um the K rate, yeah, it's got. To, he's got to get that down underneath twenty five percent. But you know, I think he's also probably the best athlete on that on the in the in the Ross in the minor leagues. And you know, I've heard I've heard from I've read from other people that he, when he gets going, man, he he has electric like speed that is better than better than Volpe speed. Like he is he he when he gets going like that that guy can move and he moves fast. So that's some that's something that you want roaming and covering the outfield soon soon enough in the Bronx. You know, he's just a big guy and he, you know he's gonna have a lot of holes in that swing. So he needs to, you know, he needs he needs a little bit of time. And remember, like last year when Vanderbilt was his first full healthy season that he played in. Look and look what and look what he was doing there and then turned around and did wonders in you know a couple of few a hand you know, a cup of coffee in the in the in the in the, in the in, in the complex league and then did really well in low A ball and earned the promotion to high A. And I think, I think once they move Dominguez up to, to triple A is when you see Jones getting, but well, Jones will get that kind of push to, to double A. So um, I think uh, Brandon, a friend, friend of ours, Brandon Lockridge, he's going to, he's been doing he's really doing, well. He's doing well. Yeah. He's doing really well. well. I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you some numbers on Spencer Jones for context. Seven homers, 27 RBIs, 10 stolen bases. Only his K to walk ratio is not good. Eight walks to 54 Ks. And this is in the Saturday League, so A plus. So that that that's not good. Uh 12 uh 12 doubles, three triples. The speed is there. Five well, that's not the Sally. The Sally, no, Danny, Danny, the Sally League is the is the lower is lower, which is Tampa. I think Sally League's like Tampa is Tampa, Dunedin, no. Clearwater, no, no, Bradenton. Because no, no, he got moved, he's up in 
Oh, the South. Okay, they changed they change all that stuff up. All right, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, the Sire League is A-plus, Hudson Valley. Uh, seven, like I said, and I just repeat, uh, you know, all those numbers. So, uh, the whole, the power's there. Uh, the on-base, you want, you want to see a little bit better job of that. That's just what it is, uh, especially at double-A, where the stuff just gets better and the command gets yeah. better. So... And pitcher and pitcher, not just the command of pitchers, but they actually start pitching. They they'll pitch backwards to you. They'll pitch, you know, it's not fastball, fastball, fastball. So, yep. no, you're you're 100 right about that. Um, so I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited for Jones to get soon to get the bump up. I mean, I was looking at one of the big numbers. I was looking at Dominguez, even though he was batting last time I checked, it was two two ten. He was he's not getting pitched to a lot, and he's that. You're talking about a 20 year old in double A not getting, not really getting pitched to, and they're pitching, they're pitching scared to him so that they won't give him anything. And when he does get something, a lot of it's hard hit balls that are kind of, you know, going right to their position in the right spot for him. But if you look at it, his, his walks and strikeouts are like, he's got like 30 walks and 37 strikeouts. That, that shows that he is fully, that he is matured with the strike zone. Because he and he's not afraid to take the walk to get on base because I think he's got like 10, 10 in between 10 and 15 stolen bases as well. So I got I got it right here, Mark. Yeah, six homers, 21 RBIs, 14 stolen bases, uh, 31 walks, 40 Ks, uh, 198, 356, 389 slash. Good for a 745 OPS. The batting average is going to come up. I'm not even remotely concerned about that. Um, baseball is a weird game. Uh, the 31 walks, like that's like Juan Soto territory, you know. I, I think I made the comp before, but you, you, we're seeing it right here. Like Juan Soto's an on-base machine. The, the batting average is, he, I mean, this year's like 66 in big leagues with a 400 on base. You're talking about like a Jason Giambi type yeah. offensive profile in terms of getting on base, where that's like a 75, 80 scale when it comes to play discipline and i'll take that all day if you got aaron judge hitting behind you and you're getting on base at a 400 percent clip uh i'll take at a 40 percent clip i'll take that every day of the week and especially now and especially that he's going to that he can steal bases because he's got because his speed is back when he dropped the weight last year like now you're talking now you're just talking about having now you just now you now you can play small ball now you can do you don't have to worry about the the two run shot. You can Aaron Judge can don't doesn't have, as much as we, we all like the fact that he hits the home runs. He can do go opposite field. Dominguez can score easily from second base or he'll go first to third. We can play those types of games and then really just really string those the bat the batting average and string the bat at bats along and just pass the baton to the next guy. And that's that's something I you know the Yankees were doing have been doing that they do it in small clips but then they get caught up in trying to get. You know the big club tries to get go back to the home run. You know, go for a home run derby again. So, well, I, I do have something to say with that. What we've been doing in May, the reason why we're so good is because we're leading the, the the league in homers. Yeah, like this is a home run hitting team. This is not the Cleveland Indian uh, Indians. These are not the Cleveland Guardians where you got to string hits together because the only guy in your lineup that's going to hit homers is Jose Jose Ramirez. You, you got bumpers in this lineup. Um, but it's, it's this, this Yankees offense is dynamic um, when it's on. Well, I, I think you can say that about any team in the big leagues, but this one in particular, just because of, of guys like Volpe who could 
get you a bag. Bader could get you a bag. Uh, Glaber Torres here and there could get you a bag. Um, but you also have like really good professional hitters with Rizzo and, and Judge and DJ. You could put Glaber into that mix too because he's having a great year overall right now for second baseman. Uh, you could argue that he, he should be starting the All-Star game at this point in time. I know we're still really early from that, but Glaber's having a really good year. Um, so this this lineup is made for homers. Give me the home run ball. Uh, you know, stringing hits together is so hard against good pitching. To beat teams in the playoffs, you, you got to be able to hit the, the ball at the ballpark. No, you're you're right about that. I mean, especially playoff time, that's what you want. But I like I do like the, I do like watching them start beginning to string the ball, string hits together. I do like playing going first third. I like the more like them to be more athletic instead of staying being station to station. That's why you know having having a Volpe on that team kind of uh, this team kind of brings that dynamic. Bader gives that dynamic. DJ gives give, gives the professional bats like you said. I'm looking. That's why I'm looking forward to guys like. Dominguez coming up, Austin Wells coming up because Austin Wells give, is going to give you professional bats as well. Like that, the bat can play. Bat can play right now. He can be right now in the major leagues yeah. right now with bat and put him at a DH, and he's going to he'll hit you two seventy five. He'll get you another fifteen home runs for the rest of the season. Like that's he's that bat play, that bat plays and it's going to play in, in Yankee Stadium even more. So it's one of those things. Like they 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 Yankees have kind of. Done two things, which I didn't. I didn't expect that was going to happen. One is with Anthony Volpe, where they kept him at shortstop, which against what every single scout out there was saying that he's not a shortstop. And the second one is they're keeping Wells at, at catcher. Like they're not. They're not moving him off that spot when he could play first base. Yeah. He could play outfield as well. So, you know, if he was at in the outfield, there's there's a chance he could be in the major leagues by now, just because the bat the bat translates. Forward, real, really, really well. Um, yeah. But yeah, those in those 80, position players go, go for it. In eighty-six plate appearances uh, at bats for Austin Wells, eight homers, twenty-two RBIs. He's got twelve walks, only twenty-one Ks. So, well, twenty-one Ks and ninety-eight plate appearances. That's about big league average. It's three forty-seven. 570, 570 slug, 917 OPS, uh, OPS. The best there for Austin Wells, man. I, like, bro. I'm excited. And he's left-handed. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about the, the guys coming up. Spencer Jones, left-hander. Dominguez, switch hitter. Austin Wells, a left-hander. Oh, left-handed hitting, rather. So that brings some diversity to this lineup. Um, and we, we need diversity in this lineup. We got to start hitting lefties a little bit better. This lineup is full of like reverse splits, and it makes zero sense. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. That's for another. That's for another time, another place. But one of yeah. the other guys, you know, one of the other promotions we we you know we had or promotion demotion was Johnny Brito got sent down uh, like a couple of days ago. But then they brought up Randy Vasquez today to kind of yeah. to fill in, to fill in the spot. You know, I was talk, I was talking to Paul. Uh, I was talking to Paul Paul Wooden before. And we're kind of shooting, shooting the proverbial breeze. And his thought is that he thinks that bringing Randy up right now is just is more for a trade value, to kind of a showcase move, kind of see if he what they what if they can if he can provide anything kind of and as a as a trade bait. 
what do you think? Do you think he's kind of being brought up to kind of, to really be brought in and pushed, or is it kind of okay? We'll sprinkle you out here and see what you what you can do and what you can get for us. Well, Randy Vasquez is not going to be part of this rotation past tomorrow or Saturday <laughs> whenever he pitches. So, I think he's pitching. Like, he's pitching tomorrow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. That's his job. He's a spot starter right now. Like, sure, you're going to want to see what you're going to get out of him. But overall, like, he's just part of the depth that the Yankees have. And I have – it doesn't matter about – he's on the 40-man roster. The Yankees need a, need a pitcher. He's a pitcher on the 40-man roster. And I think that's pretty much as, as simple as it gets. Um, when it comes down to the showcasing and things of that nature, scouts are going to be scouting no matter what level you're at. So if he's in triple-A, if he's in double-A, if he's in single-A, if, if, if you show the promise to be any type of big league pitcher, scouts know about you. So I don't think he has to be at the big league level in order to be showcased. So, yeah, that's my take on that. No, I get you. I think, you know, I think, I think a show, I think a showcase against people watch you and they, it, down in the minors, they, then you can kind of see what you can do, but show, you know, bring them up and let them see, let them eat against, against major league pit batters. Can we kind of make or break you? Kind of sit down and go, okay, okay, we he can we can do this with him. We can move him here. We can bring him to the bullpen. We can kind of do something. We they, other teams can then kind of scout him and see where really where they how he looks and then where how how everything looks on him where they can where they can profile him at. I don't think it's a bad idea. I think that you know we're coming into we're coming into a territory where there's teams that are going to start selling and. You know, you gotta you got two two big two team two teams in, in the Windy City that are going that probably are going to tear it down soon. Terrible. Uh, I mean, I you I knew the Cubs were you knew the Cubs weren't gonna be great. That you you know, they already got rid of Hosmer. They got Dansby Swanson locked up for a while. Bellinger's is kind of a reclamation project. They got Mark Stroman that if they really, really want to, um, you know, they could they could start looking to move him, but I'm looking at the Southsiders, and Giolito is a free agent after this year. And Giolito's having a pretty has having a has a good year. Like, not top. He's not the top of the rotation guy. You know what I mean? But is a number. He could be a number two, number number two to number three. And there's an interesting guy in the White Sox too, outfielder. Which um, one? Is it Clint Frazier? Clint Frazier. <laughs> Jackson. Jackson Frazier. <laughs> Jackson Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever his name is now. <laughs> no, he's he's getting a cup of coffee with them, so I'm happy for him. But I mean, the only outfielder that would be even remotely interesting is Luis Robert, but they're not gonna trade him. And they would take Dominguez to, to get him here. And that's yeah. a no for me. At this at this point, Domingue, Dominguez is, is a full hard no. Like he's he's untouchable. He's him and I, w- I would say honestly, him, him and Jones are my only untouchables right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give, I wouldn't give the two of them up. I mean, you, ha- you have to, get, you would have to get a, a true superstar in order to give up for yeah, me to Juan give Soto. the two. You give up Juan Soto, well, Juan Soto or Otani. Ota- or Ota- or Ota- or Ota- Those are the only two people I'm giving Dominguez and, and Jones up for. That's it. Yeah, Nobody else. True. Nobody else is worth is worth it in my opinion to to do that. Yeah. Um, no, I'm good. Yeah, no, I, I think Luis Roberts having a great year too. Oh yeah, 
I mean, I mean, a lot of the, I mean, listen, you, you, you got you got the White Sox. White Sox have made made the South Side little Havana over there. I mean, you got Luis yeah. Roberts. <laughs> you got Luis. You got Luis Roberts. You, uh, you know, they got they let um they let they, they let their first baseman go. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they still have Yoan Moncada. They got Yasmani Grandal. Yasmani Grandal. I, I, you know, speaking of that, give me that. Give me, give me Giolito and Yasmani Grandal in a deal with the White Sox. Mm-hmm. I'll give up because I think because having a switch hitting catcher back, you know, who can who can catch and can call a game. Yeah. And you can, and get, I, give me Giolito for as as my short as a short term option that I could I could try to turn and and get a. And try to sign for a little bit longer, especially with the uncertainty with Severino coming around. Yeah, yeah. Give, give me. Yeah, I I would, I'd do that deal. I'd do that deal. I put Sweeney in there. I put I put Pereira in there. I would put, I put Brito in that deal. I would give. I'd give. I I said I'd not even put Peraza in that deal as well. You know. Yeah. So, Ronald's hitting two seventy nine, three forty seven on base. 434 slug, good for a 780 OPS, 114 OPS plus, which is really good. Four homers, 13 RBIs, and like you said, Mark, a switch hitter. Um, that in this lineup, we we desperately need uh, some diversity. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure how he is defensively. Uh, I'm gonna have to take a, a deeper look into that. Uh, but he's a veteran. Listen, I played against him in college. That's a long time ago. So this this dude is kind of old, all right. <laughs> He's thirty four. I'm thirty three, so it makes sense. I thought he was a lot. Older, I thought he was like a senior when I played against him because he was a stud. Anyway, um, that's interesting because the power's been there. It hasn't been there recently. Last year was kind of a lost year for him. Two hundred two batting average, uh, five seventy OPS. OPS plus is sixty four. But literally every other year in his career, he's been positive in the OPS plus. So that that'll be very interesting, actually. The more I think about it, um, and he could he could command a, a pitching staff because he's been around the block, mm-hmm. um, and he's got Trevino there to to help him out. And I know your boy Higashioka probably long gone at that point, but uh, <laughs> you know that that that's a fun fun thought for sure. Yeah, I mean. I was I was thinking about it the other day. Or I was started looking up. I was looking up Gilito stats, and I started looking in, at his stats against uh, Nestor Cortez because I would I want to see who would be the who could be who would be the number three guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're this. I mean, Gilito and, and Nestor Cortez are the same age. Uh, Gilito's pitched <clears throat> two more seasons, but, you know, and not really full two full seasons. But he had a, he, he started in 2016, where Cortez in 2018. But outside of I think last, I think for. Gilito, outside of last year, I mean, he's he's been a real he's been a good pitcher for the for the past four four out of the five last seasons. You know, three something er three three something era. Uh, three of those seasons before, before the three seasons before last season, he was what top ten in, in Cy Young voting. So I mean, yeah, he knows what he's doing. He could, you know, I'm down for taking a flyer on him, especially when it's you know it's a short term it's a short term risk. High, you know, short risk, high reward type of thing, and then he pitches well. You keep him, you keep him there. Then you kind of have you start building up a rotation, and you still got some young guys there because he's still in his in his twenties. It's not like he's thirty something years old. So yeah. you have, you know, you can have Cole, and then you have you have Rodon, you have 
um, Cortez, and then you have Giolito. Say you, you know, Sevy stay, sticks around. I mean, you got one through, five, you got a one through five right there, with Brito, with Brito and Warren waiting in the wings. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm in, I'm in for that. That sets that yeah. sets you all up, and that pushes Clark back to the bullpen. It pushes, it kind of sets up your bullpen after that. So I'm down. I'm, you know, that's a, that's a move. That's a move. I'm I'm 100 behind right there. 100 in for that. Listen, the, the White Sox are still like three and a half games out of first, though, and they're nine games under 500 because the Twins <laughs> suck. You know, the Guardians have been terrible. I mean, you got the Tigers who are like seven games under in second place. Like that central, that AL Central team is terrible. The whole set, the the whole division is terrible. So it's just like you know, maybe they stick in it. What if they, what if they win ten out of ten out of twelve and the White Sox are right back in it? Then these, these pipe dreams are kind of. You know, it, it is a pipe dream, but it's something. But it's something to it's something to kind of look to, look towards, you know. 100%. Like, like I think that that could that's that's a move that it, that is should you know Yankee. Remember two thousand seven two thousand seventeen, Yankees made that move to get to Canley to get uh, Robertson, Robertson and and then and uh and and and, and Todd, Todd Father Todd Father yep the Todd Father we made the move yep. to get those guys. To bring them over to, and brought them over to get to make sure we can to put make that playoff push. I think uh, I'm thinking in that kind of a mold where you get yourself the veteran the veteran catcher who can who can catch and he and he is built for catching multiple games. You have him there. You got Trevino. Send Higgy to the sticks. You know, put, pack pack his bag. Send him exactly where where Hicks is, where Hicks went. But then you and then you yeah. then you solidify your your starting rotation as well. Like, yeah. boom, you know, he moves everyone down. You can move people down. You move Nest, even if Nestor come moves down to the four spot. You know, Rodon's kind of, you kind of you let him slow play coming back. Give him five innings. Don't push him hard this this whole season. Then come back. I mean, yeah. you can you can work your you can work horses in in Cole in Sevi and in in Giolito and boom, you're there. Yeah, like that. It'll be cool. But we still got a long ways to go before July. Um, did you want to talk about the series, the past two series? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll let you take take uh, take the reins on the past two series. Well, <laughs> <laughs> let me let me pull up the calendar real quick because I feel like I, I I'm blanking right now. Um, <clears throat> well, it was, well, we saw well, it was a sweep. It was a sweep, it was a sweep, a sweep against the the Reds. The Reds. Oh yeah, that's right. I've been so busy. I, I've been watching mostly everything on my phone. But yeah, once again, you beat bad teams. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, that that Red series was nothing to write home, home about. Um, uh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Toronto. I think we spoke about that winning three out of four. I think we spoke about that a lot last week with all the craziness. Um, and now this Baltimore series, which has been. Up and down. We could have easily got swept in the series. We're down three nothing today, but that that winner, the game one winner coming back was great. Yesterday was a complete debacle with Aaron Boone um, sticking with uh, Nestor. Although I say I would have done the same thing. Seventy-seven pitches going into the seventh inning, he struck out the side in the sixth. Like roll the dice with your with your guy being. Well, Nestor has been a guy for 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 the Yankees for a couple seasons now. It's not just 
uh, a thing. Like this five three ERA is a, is abnormal to what Nestor can do. Um, so you know, let him eat in that seventh, and two guys get on, and next thing you know, nine runs up on the board, and it's just like or eight runs up on the board. And the Yankees are kind of blown out of that game in the game that we had a a five one lead, and now today we're getting, you know. One hit shutout by Kyle Gibson of all people, and three nothing seems like uh, insurmountable at this point because of the way Kyle's been pitching. But um, the American League East is just so tough. It is such a tough division. If everybody goes against one another and they go five hundred, it's just like okay, well <laughs> you're playing the best of the best. Uh, you are going to go about five hundred. Um, but the Yankees got to find a way to pull this game out because it's important to to beat Baltimore. Um, now the series season, the season series is going to be tied if the Yankees lose this. But um, and and Gibson's out of the game, thankfully. So hopefully we could get put some runs up on the board against their bullpen and kind of go from there. But this offense has been really good. It's actually been led by Aaron Judge, and Aaron Judge is the guy that's been he's he's a he's a straw that stirs the drink. Like Reggie Jackson likes to say, in, like likes to say in the in the seventies. But Aaron Judge is leading this offense, and he's been the MVP. And that's the difference between a, a mediocre Yankees team and a really good playoff championship contending Yankees team is is number ninety nine is our captain. So uh, how he goes is how the Yankees go. No, you're you're right about that. Um, and, but I do think, I, but I do think even even with that, I think he need, I think he needs, he need, he needs his sidekick. You know, he needs, and as much as Rizzo's been been doing well as sidekick, I still think that he bring that the shift, the banning of the shift has really helped Anthony Rizzo. And I, I said that, I, I said that, I said that coming into this, that that shift, that banning of that shift is really going to do wonders for him. Like as you can see, his batting average is, is has jumped up. It's not down the dumps like it, like it was in the low two hundreds. Um, cause he can now, he can now go the opposite way. And even when he pulls the ball, he's pulling the ball hard where those were outs. Now there's, now they're singles. So that's, that's a good thing. Uh, Glaber's, Glaber's been on the roller coaster. I mean, he's started off hot, he's cooled off. He's cut, you know, he's cut, he's, he's on the up, uptick again. Um, but you know, he, the two, you know, he judge needs his twin tower. He needs the twin towers back and Stan needs need Stan needs to get back here. Um, mm-hmm. Because it just it just it lengthens the lineup. It gives another. It gives that extra dynamic. It gives that more. It gives the power, but it's just another bat that that teams have to fear. And they and it kind of and once and once Stan and once Stan gets in this lineup, then you can kind of get start getting rid of a, another bat that's been dead weight, and kind of then I'd rather I you know give me give me the the back of the card of Stanton versus. Of Frenchie Cordero versus a uh, Willie Calhoun, you know, versus a Calhoun versus uh, any, you know, Jake Bowers. Oh, Jake, yeah, exactly, Jake. Jake Bowers or you know Cabrera at that point because Jake Bowers, I think Jake Bowers is going to be here until they get till I think Jake Bowers is going to be the starting left fielder until they get Dominguez up up to up here or get somebody else up there to take his spot. Over, I just, I, over yeah, I don't know. Over the last week, Jake Bowers was one for his last eleven. How about Isaiah Connor for Leffa? Two home runs this week. <laughs> you didn't think that was ever gonna happen. Who would no, never. Not in a seven-day stretch. Two homers. Like that's amazing. Like that's career career changing for him. 
you know. So Isaiah Connor has kind of been been that guy for for Judge. Uh, Glaber's had a good week, three homers, four RBIs. Um, Rizzo, two homers, seven RBIs over the past mm-hmm. week. So, um, I, you're right about Stanton. We, we need Stanton back. We need some consistency in the lineup. I, I want to see less of Greg Allen and Calhoun mm-hmm. and Bowers and all these dudes that are just AAA dudes. So, uh, Dave Dave's chiming in for us. He thinks that uh, he was saying that he thinks Jay Don may be here by August if things keep going the way they're going. I th- I think that as long as you know, Dave, for you to answer your your statement there, I think that as long as he is progressing with the defense in in Double A, I don't see why August September like he's not up. And if they bring him up, man, he's not he's not going back down. He's going to be playing. He should be playing every day. He's they should put him in the lineup, pencil him in. I don't care if they're batting him ninth. You know, start start the rest of the season, bat him ninth. I don't care. Next year, put him number two. He's in the two hole. Move Judge down to three. I know Danny. I know Danny. I, we've had those conversations, but Dominguez is not a number one. He's not not a leadoff guy. But at some point, I think that Dominguez takes over the number two spot for Judge. If at some point, when when Judge is about to retire, sure. No, no. I think I think I think that I think I think you see in like Dominguez. For, we'll say we'll, let's just say this: 2024 Dominguez first full year. I don't think he's going to – he's definitely not the two-hole hitter, but 2025, 2026, I think he becomes the two-hole hitter and Judge takes his moves down one spot in the lineup. I would say 2027. Because you have to be the best hitter in the lineup. And I, like, Judge is still going to be in his prime for the next three years at the very least, three, four years. Um, so that's, that's my stipulation for the two hole. You want someone to be your best hitter because he gets the most opportunities to hit. Right. And I, in 2027, if Jay Dom's that guy, then Jay Dom's that guy. And, and I'm cool with that. But at that point in time, I'll probably be the judge to the cleanup hole to the four spot instead of three. Yeah, so 2000, yeah 2026, 2027. That this team is going to look yeah. a whole lot different. Whole lot different. <laughs> so different. Yeah, we can't even predict what that's yeah. going to look like right now. But no. Um, but this past week, man, like this series against Baltimore. I mean, obviously, Baltimore is just a really good team. They they've been hot. They've been hot for a really long time. So I, I think it's more than just being hot. They're they're good and they're tough to mm-hmm. beat. If they get a starting pitcher, if they get a Giolito, like where, where does that put Baltimore? That, that puts that puts Baltimore. That gives that gives Baltimore the the kind of that ace that ace caliber pitcher that Grayson Rodriguez needs to pair up with and helps and can help push Grayson Rodriguez into that that maturation process into the next level. That's what that's what that does. And like I said, that that the reason why I brought that deal up it's a it's a multi level move to get Giolito. It makes the makes our rotation stronger and then starts hammering away at all of the competition. Every everybody else. It does it it take it it doesn't allow Tampa Bay to get somebody, doesn't allow Baltimore to get somebody, doesn't allow Toronto to get somebody. Because Manoa Manoa imploded it, it didn't do well yet again today. Like <laughs> you know like that dude I, and you know what's funny 
because I was he's been he was that guy last year that he took he took the longest one he was one of those pitchers took the longest amount of time between pitches, and you can see that he was not he's not physically ready for this change this year. Mm -hmm. He wasn't he's not ready at all because he is not because his pitches aren't as crisp. Everything is not there. He seems out of whack. I think that you, not not to not to not fat shaming anybody, but you can see that I think that in this offseason that he's gonna he's gonna go on to a, a regiment where he's gonna he's gonna drop some some weight so he can kind of keep up with what what he needs to do. For all the stuff that Alec Manoa talks, the fact that he's not backing it up is hilarious. Like, bro, if you're gonna talk all this smack. You better be good. You you can't be whack. You cannot be absolutely cheeks and and be talking. Like it it doesn't go together. So I'm glad he's having a terrible year. Uh next year he's gonna lose like 50 pounds and probably be a little bit better. But you know, you you just can't do it. That whole entire team, all they do is talk smack. But they don't back it up. They're in last place right now. They had a players only meeting after this series with, with Tampa Bay, which they lost three out of four. They got swept by Baltimore. They lost three out of four to us. And now three out of four since Baltimore uh to Tampa. Like going into the season, I, I chose I chose Toronto to, to win a division. But you know, I'm glad they're making me eat my words. Like I <laughs> like I'm much rather them being last place than being first place. No, for real. And not just that they called the team a players only meeting. Mind you, they two days was it three games ago? They they smoked, smoked Tampa Bay 20 to 1. Worst loss, yeah. worst single loss that Tampa Bay's ever had. And we're talking about they've had some bad teams in the past. Mm-hmm. But 20 to 1. And you got guy, you know, Vladdy's hitting grand slams off of position players and whatnot. Like mm-hmm. You would think that at some point, some of those like Vladdy's the guy that's got to step up for them. He's the, he's the, he's going to be the big contract for them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's they're going to have to pick because they, they're not going to be able to. I don't think they, they're going to have the money to pick between Bobuchet and him. They're going to have to. They're going to have to. They're going to have to ask one to 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 eat, you know, leave some money on the table because one's going to cost too much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's going to be very interesting, man. You know, this this might you know this this move this you know this movie of theirs might be uh might might not be a a long you know a long thriller it might it might be one of those <laughs> it might be one of it those might movies. be a horror film <laughs> well it's gonna be a horror film for them right now but yeah it's like scream it's the, the slasher <laughs> movie <laughs> it's just not good <laughs> they're not doing hot man and I'm okay with that I'm perfectly okay with that. Like with that, better them than us, honestly. At this point, I if there's two teams in this American League East that you don't want to see win, it's obviously the Red Sox and it's the Blue Jays. Like Baltimore and Tampa, they've done things the right way. You know, they they've won. Tampa's been a thorn in our side for at least the past five years, and they've been good for the last decade. And they're a small market team, and they still find ways to win. Baltimore went through this horrific, horrific horrific stage where they lost 100 games multiple years in a row, and now they're finally getting the, the prospects up to the big leagues. And they, I feel like both those teams kind of leapfrogged us in a really short amount of time. But a lot has to do with good drafting, um, international high drafting trades. Too. Yeah, high yeah. drafting. And hitting on those high draft picks. Because yeah. Ali Rutschman, he's a, he's a stud, bro. Oh, like, he, he's one of one at catcher. 
at this point in time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Grace, Grace Rodriguez, you got to see what comes up of him. Heston Kerstad is another dude in their system that's that's a beast that's tearing up double A. So they, they got yeah. dudes coming. They got they already got Gunnar Henderson up. I mean, he's not really he's not performing that well. He's kind of like he's kind of like that. What what uh, Volpe's doing? Like you expected you expected more from him. And he hasn't it hasn't translated. That doesn't mean it won't translate. But it's yep. the it's the maturation and the and the learning curve for being a big leader. But take that. I mean, Gunnar Henderson was a shortstop. They moved him. To, they kept him at third because they got Jackson. They got Jackson Holiday coming up too. Oh Jackson Holiday is going to be there in like another two years. I mean, yep. that's a left side of the infield that they're gonna they're gonna have four of the five guys are gonna be crushing baseballs, and all those guys are gonna be left handed, which will yeah. kill everybody in the American leagues. Can kill because yeah. they can they. It's gonna be it's that's gonna, gonna that's gonna be, be something crazy, and that's yeah. why and that's why I want that's why I want the Yankees to start pushing pushing our guys forward. Like we have guys that can hit. We got. I want us. I want Dominguez up there. I want I want Wells. I want you know Spencer Jones to move forward. I'm a huge fan of of Robert Arias. I want Arias to start moving. I want them to start moving him up. I, w- I don't want him back in the, D- the DSL this year. I want him in the complex league. I want him up here in the complex league. Get him a cup of coffee in in low A ball at the end of the season. Like I want him up there because I think, you know, he I think he's something that that could be a special kind of player as well. Maya is going to be DSL all year. You know, 2024. Yeah, you know, 2024. I think it's 2024 or 2025 when. One of those international drafts, Yankees got somebody coming too. That honestly, from all the reports I hear, and we'll go into this later. You know, years, you know, another time down the line. Like he, he's going to be the. He could be. That's the dude that could be the shortstop over everybody that they have right now. You know, they, he'll 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 push Volpe out the door real fast. We're not out the door, but he'll move him out at a shortstop because the kid can hit better, run better, and field a Gold Glove caliber glove. And he's what fourteen right now in the DR. You know what I mean? Like we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, like, there's so a that's a the, yeah. yeah. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of growth that comes along with it. But when you when you're looking to 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 move people along, I mean, yo, they got Ethan Salas. Ethan Salas was a one one for and getting five point six million dollars, and he's already and he's he hasn't played one inning yet, and he's what mm-hmm. on the pipeline. He's in like the, the, yeah yeah yeah. I mean, he's it's crazy. So I mean, if if you have the talent that's right there, push yo. Those are the guys you got to push forward and. Yep. We have we have some catcher. I mean, shoot, we even have Trey. We even have Trey Sweeney, and I thought, he, and you know, I know he was supposed to be getting some reps, starting beginning to get reps at third base too. And that's another left-handed bat. Hasn't even happened yet. Yeah, and, yeah. And, but the power so, not I mean, surprisingly, not yet. So we'll, we'll see. But uh, he's got, yeah. Tampa and Baltimore are going to be here for a while. I think he's got to catch up. I think he's got to maintain. I, well, no. Not even catch up. They got to maintain for what they did last year because they are yeah. the reigning division champions. So, see, my thing with Tampa is this: is that they there's so much there's so much turmoil and there's so or not turmoil there's so much turnover with Tampa that they hit they hit this year and then next year they might you know they they might not have the same they might not have the same lineup you know like the guys that they have well, this year yeah. could. So that that's my that's my own that's my only caveat with with Tampa. That's and that's the only thing like. I was talking to somebody the other day. I said, you know, if you were to ever get a Tampa Bay jersey, you 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 write on the back, you write front office as, as the name on the back, and then find out how many people are in the front office and put that as your number. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, it's not it's yeah. not a dig at them because because they they found a form they found the secret sauce and they found a formula that works for them. But there's just mm-hmm. so much turnover for in them that you can't you can't 
hold on to a player. You can't say this. I'm paying my hat on them. Like you know, like even even their their big their biggest star at one point, Evan Longoria. They got rid of him before he had the 10-5 rights. So yep. I mean, if they're willing, they're Franco, willing to do that, <laughs> but he well, Wander Franco days. signed that big deal. But he yeah, but Wander Franco's got signed that deal. But he's he doesn't have a, a no trade clause on that deal. Mm. So he's in the same boat where they can turn they can turn around and say ten five when it comes to ten five out the door. Yep, damn that sucks. That sucks. <laughs> just food for thought, man. It's That's hard. Fun. It's hard being a race fan. It really is. It's just hard. Like at least with the Yankees, you know what you're gonna get every year. You know you could bank on the Judges, the Coles, and the Stanton to to be her, but Rizzo and. Guys like that, so uh, you can hang your hat on, on those type of players. But to be a race fan, you really got to dig deep and, so, and not not get too attached to somebody because next year they'll be gone. Mm-hmm. Like guys like Luke Rayley, Josh Lowe, who are having like career years. Andy Diaz has found a way to stick around for a little bit, but Andy Diaz is cheap. You know, mm-hmm. he wasn't anybody before he became a Ray. And shoot, this is the first year he's actually somebody. You know, even the Paredes is on that team. They got they got him. They got Siri. Siri was a throw in from from Houston last year. Mm-hmm. So they have all that. I mean, they got Tyler Glasnow coming back, but Tyler Glasnow is what a free agent. He's got he signed this year. I think he signed next year too. I mean, they're looking. They'll look I to get rid of him. And yeah. yeah, I think I think that he restructured his deal last year to okay. get paid to to extend one more year. But like next year is at like twenty five million dollars or something like that. And okay. you know, raise raise business plan is that's that kind of that money is not going to stay on that on the books. Yep, and it's not you know it's not dig even though they get even though they get twenty million dollars in revenue sharing every year. I mean, they could literally pay to keep him on there by just taking that money, you know, with their seventy million dollars salary, you know, and they get twenty million plus whatever else in, in luxury tax money. <laughs> the luxury tax. I mean, this is going to be a big luxury tax bill this year with Steve Cohen. So I mean, yep. You know, Yankees are up right up there. Steve Cohen's up there. I mean, Padres. I mean, there's there's a lot of money that's going to be in that luxury tax. I mean, you know, theoretically speaking, I mean, you know, say the Rays are at seventy million dollars, right? Let's just throw in ballpark numbers out there. I mean, I probably I can look that up in a second how much how much their salaries are, but you know, say it's seventy and they turn around and they got they got what thirty thirty five coming from outside from outside revenue sources. They got to come thirty five out of their pocket. Come on, man. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's Listen, wild. That's wild stuff. 70, 70 million dollars is Aaron Judge and Eric Cole. Yeah, like that's seventy million dollars right there. There's seven. The Rays have the Rays have according to according to reference this year they have a, they have seventy eight million seventy eight point six million dollars is their salary okay for the players. So. Even so, at 30, even if they get thirty five oh, in total, thirty five million dollars in total from outside, from revenue sharing and luxury tax, it's thirty five million dollars that they get from that alone, should be enough to keep their players and and pay their mm-hmm. guys. There's no need to have you know a Josh La, Josh Lowe, Luke Rayleigh sitting you know sitting so sitting so low. But they're all those are pre arb guys. So but like if you if you turn around, kind of look up a long way. You know, Zach Eflin's at eleven million dollars. You got Tyler Glasnow who's at five five million this year, but he's twenty five next year. 
Juan DeFranco is at low money right now, but come 2000, 2026 gets, when he comes in at $15 million and then it's 25 plus going forward. I mean, that's going, that's going for a while. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's when that's when they kind of looks. That's when they look to get rid of guys. You know, a man they have a Manuel Mar- Margot right now at seven million. Peter Fair- Fairbanks at three point six seven million. A Rosarina is at four point one five, and that, then he's going to become. Or, you know, he's getting arbitrations. That those numbers are going up for him. You know, they got a lot of they got a lot of guys that are going to be arbitration eligible after this year. So, you know, they're you know Yanni Chirinos is going to be is going to do that. Uh, they even they even have Francisco Mejia who's who rides the bench for them now. Like he doesn't even play ever. <laughs> yeah, and he was a big and he was a big deal in in San Diego, San Diego, and in Cleveland. Yeah. He, he was a big deal in both those spots. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a there's a lot there's a lot going there's a lot going on. So you know, shoot, they got Shane they got Shane McClanahan. Shane McClanahan is their best is their best pitcher. He's making. Seven hundred thirty-seven million, seven hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars, and next year's arbitration eligible. Guess what? That's going yeah, to be a, that's a that's a that's a five five million five and a half million dollar guy right there. There's no way he's not getting first you know? year first year R hundred percent. They got so many. Guys, they got so many. Cy Young this year. Oh yeah, Cy Young this year. That that that's that, I think that even gets bumped up even higher to like six. Because that that number right there goes up higher because it's, but that's it's. But I'm just saying it's it's a wild thing. Like all these numbers, you know, some of these numbers that I was giving you, yeah. you know, like they're those guys are going to be arbitration next year, and then they're going to have to figure out who they're keeping, who they're not keeping. But yep, that's a, that's a race problem that they're going to have to figure out. Not not a Yankee problem. Yankee Yankees have to figure out who they're getting rid of. Yep, and how to beat the Orioles for today. Uh, yeah. They're they're down three to one right now. Willie Calhoun just hit a uh, a double to score Aaron Judge. Uh, it's three one. Bottom of the night, two outs um, with someone coming up to bat. I don't know who's behind Willie Calhoun today. Bader Calhoun. Oh, Volpe coming up to bat. So let's see what happens. What if he hits a game tying homer here? That'd be nice. You heard it here first, by the way. Oh. <laughs> Save it live. Oh, get down. And he just flies out to center, so. <laughs> well, at, the, <laughs> at that with with that, I think I think uh they'll call it a night for us then. Yeah, yeah. Yankees <laughs> lose the series. Um tie we're we're tied on the season series with the O's. Uh, on to the next one. On to the next one. On to the next one. All right. Well, thank you everybody for watching for with us tonight. Uh, thanks for everybody overseas, everyone listening. Uh, couldn't do any of this stuff without you guys. Don't forget, hit up our merchandise store. Um, get catch yourself bags, cups. Got whiskey cups there. Shoes. You know, for the ladies, we got stockings. We got leggings. We got all that stuff. The, for the fellows, we got more stuff. We got hoodies. We got shirts. Sweatpants, you guys, you know the drill. We even got fun other little fun things. iPad, you know, we got headphones, we got cho- wireless chargers, cases, the works. Come check it out, man. Give us, give it a, give it a shout. Um, 
Thanks for watching. Thank you for people bringing in questions for us. Uh, for Alex, who wasn't here, for Dave, who couldn't make it, Danny, this is Mark Bronx Machacho signing off. Adios.